Welcome to another amazing episode of the Path to Podcast Success with your host, audience building and fear crushing podcast expert, Evan Bradley Johnson. Every single week, Evan has powerful conversations with successful entrepreneurs and business owners, revealing the podcast strategies they use to grow their subscribers and sales, and how you can use your podcast to finally get to that next level. Now, turn on your mic and let's start down the path to podcast success. Welcome, everyone, to another very exciting episode of Path to Podcast Success. I have a cool guest with me today who is a podcast guesting veteran, which is always very, very exciting to have on the show because I think there is an incredible amount of value in guesting on podcasts. And I don't think I've ever heard someone say they wanted to guest on, guest on less podcasts. So uh, I think we're going to be diving into some cool stuff today. Audrey Holst, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited for this conversation. Yeah, I'm excited too. <laughs> so I like to start off in the same place with all my guests, and that is by making sure that everyone listening is on the same page and they have the context that they need to get the most that they can out of this conversation. So for those people, go ahead and tell us, what is it that you do? Yeah, so I work with high performers that have been getting stuff done by doing it the right way all the time, which basically means that I work with high-performing perfectionists. And what I found with high-performing perfectionists is they get things done up to a certain point and then it stops working. So perfectionism has gotten them to where they have where they are right now, but it's not getting them where they want to go. So I work with those folks. I work with them as individuals. I work with them in organizational context uh, to help them rewire their perfectionism into a culture of excellence. So it helps them keep their high standards without the negative impacts. Um, so I use I use the uh, fortitude and flow process. And I'm also the founder of the Perfectionist Archetypes, which is a whole journey. Um, I've done over 60 hours of interviews specifically put with perfectionists on top of all the coaching I do uh, to talk to perfectionists and basically dig into the origins and the uh, intricacies of this interesting, what I call survival mechanism. Right. Okay. So would you consider being a perfectionist a bad thing? What I would consider the bad thing is the impact of perfectionism on the person that has it. So we use perfectionism or we use being perfect, right, as as often synonymous with a high standard. Um, but what I found is perfectionism, true perfectionists or people who who have perfectionism, it has a negative impact on them on the long term. It's a coping mechanism. It's a survival coping mechanism. And it's not a long term solution. Right. I think that makes a lot of sense. So I know oftentimes as coaches and as leaders, we teach what we most need to learn, right? So is this something that you yourself have struggled with? Totally. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The thing about perfectionism, um, and I discovered this in my interviews too, is that not a single person woke up at age 30 and said, you know what? Perfectionism is the thing that I haven't tried yet. Like I'm going to try this thing called perfectionism. All of us have some sort of origin where when we were younger, perfectionism was the thing that worked really well for us. And so for some reason, right? So for some folks, it was right. like, okay, it helped me deal with chaotic family life. For a lot of us, it helped us deal, like kind of get our way through school, which is 
is uh, really set up for perfectionism. It's like really, it's yes. a one and done. You get one chance. You don't get to iterate. You either get a good grade or you get a bad grade. And then we go moving on. There's like no learning. It's just like go. So um, I found that this was something that I, you know, I was oriented to, to when I was younger, whether, whether when it was in school, when it was um, actually, I found this is funny. I found uh, my grade card from kindergarten, like a few years back when I was going through a bunch of old stuff. And the kindergarten teacher said like, Audrey's figuring out that it's not necessarily the worst thing to make a mistake. I mean, I still still struggling with that, but that's one of the things that perfectionism uh, perfectionists struggle with too, right? Is not wanting to make a mistake, not wanting to disappoint people. Often we're people pleasers. Often we put up a really good front, but how we're feeling inside is completely different. So yeah, it's certainly something that I have struggled with over my in the course of my life. Okay. And what inspired you to take those struggles and that situation that you found yourself in and turn that into this business that you have today? There was no inspiration. There was just following the next thing. <laughs> so, you know, I think that's one of the things that people often, you know, get with their, their, the advice we're given, right? Is to like follow your passion or like go. I just kind of followed the next thing. I just took like the next best step. And uh, even falling into coaching was kind of a next best step. A former yoga student of mine had suggested it. I'd never heard of coaching. And so I kind of went down that road. And then I actually found myself working with a lot of people who were dealing with burnout. That was my foray into perfectionism is working with people who were dealing with burnout. And I realized like, oh, all of these people, there's like this this similar theme. So I actually was really uh, well-versed with burnout and the um, causes and the root and the roots of that and, and organizational and all that sort of stuff. But I realized it's not actually what I was that interested in getting into. I was like, I don't want to be the expert on burnout. I'm not that interested in it. It uh, specifically, um, I think the impact of it is terrible and actually perfectionists often burn out. But when I started to dig into it more and working with my coach at the time also, she was like, you're talking about perfectionism. Like this, these are perfectionists. All your folks are perfectionists. And as I started to dig into that more and more, that was my specific expertise. It was like what I was, the people I was best working with was were these perfectionists. And it just started to go from there. So it was definitely not a like, I'm setting out to help perfectionists. It was like, oh, I followed this thing and I followed this thing and I followed this thing. And here we are. I love that because there is always a lot of pressure put on like, find your passion and follow that, right? I know when I was growing up, uh, that was always very difficult. That was always very difficult for me. I never had this one thing that I was very specifically wanting to do. And so it was kind of a similar story with me. So that's really cool to hear that, you know, that's what you did and it worked out okay, you know? <laughs> yeah. And like fun fact, I actually... If we go back even further, right? My the history, my sort of professional history is I I actually have a degree in equine business management and riding. So I was gonna go manage barns. I was working with horses for like my entire up to into my like mid twenties, and then after that, I was working in an office for a while. I was I was doing some customer service stuff with a with an equine company. Working in an office was not working for me. Um, I ended up quitting that job and going off to Hawaii for yoga teacher training. And I did that for 18 years. I was in the yoga industry for 18 years. And now I'm in the coach, right? So it's, you can't draw a straight line often uh, between things. And we try to, right, like decide what's next, but often we don't have enough information. We have to kind of go with, go with what's coming to us and what's working. Yes, exactly. I think that makes a lot of sense. So I'm curious then when you decided, when you decided to kind of follow that path to where you're at now and, and get into doing this, as opposed to, you know, doing the yoga work you'd been doing for so long. Uh, what was your biggest fear about that, about that transition? And did that fear end up coming true? Um, I think 
biggest fear, I mean, I, I think that in business in general, um, the, the biggest fear is like, is this going to work? Right. I mean, if you don't have a, if you don't have a history, if you don't have a, uh, you know, you can't like look over your shoulder and be like, oh, every time I do this, then this happens. Um, it can be, it can be nerve wracking, right? It's a little bit, it's a little bit nerve wracking. So I think it was mostly just like, is this going to work? Right. Cause I still had a, at one point, I still had my one foot in the yoga world, one foot in the coaching world. I was kind of getting things going. Um, and as for like, you know, did it come true? I think that, you know, my business is still growing and I see big things for my business in the future also. I'm really happy with where it is now. And I know that there's more that's possible. Uh, so I don't think that, you know, I think my big fear was like, this is going to crash and burn. And good news, <laughs> we haven't crashed and burned. So that's, that's I suppose, you know, where we're at today. <laughs> Right. I think that's amazing. I feel like that is a fear a lot of people have. And I feel like that fear rarely actually comes true. I mean, you have to, it's hard to truly just completely fail in the world of business. I mean, you have to really not be trying to make that happen or trying on the really wrong things, you know, because if you put yourself out there and you put the work in, like you're going to find at least some success. Totally. And, you know, there's there's folks that I've I've been friends with or uh, associates I've had over the years who may have, clo- you know, closed their businesses down, which is totally fine. And I think it's so important to figure out what is a good fit for you and what's not a good fit for you. And I have no judgment about anybody who is like, you know what, this is not for me because entrepreneurship is a journey. And people who think that, you know, who think that, oh, yeah, it's so fun working for yourself. Uh, it's not all the time, you know? It's a great thing to have the autonomy. It's a great thing to be making the decisions. It's a great thing to be able to um, have a lot of options and choices and to be building a business that works for you and for the folks that you serve. But it requires a lot of a person emotionally, mentally, spiritually... <laughs> relationally and you got to you got to be in for it you got to be in for it so i think it it requires a certain amount of dedication and uh endurance in a lot of ways right that is very true because you, if you're an entrepreneur you can't just kind of show up and do what you're told it's on you i mean you have to it's all on you and so there there's an incredible amount of pressure there and so i know exactly what you mean <laughs> yeah yeah so I'm a big fan on the podcast of actionable advice, right? I want people to be able to take something from this and actually use it and actually see a change made in their life as a result of listening. So let's say there's a perfectionist listening, right? Let's say that perfectionism might get in the way of doing some things that they want to do in the way that they might want to do them. What would be one piece of actionable advice you would give that someone can take to begin to move out of that place and begin to live more... uh, free, I guess you could say, from the uh, the confines of perfectionism. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think the first thing is just defining and being curious about where it shows up for them, right? Perfectionism is a big piece. And, and often people will say, well, I'm not a perfectionist because I don't do everything perfectly. And that's <laughs> that's kind of, it's kind of a joke because it comes up so often and it's like, well, yes, this is not a monolith of, you know, every perfectionist looks exactly the same. So um, just starting to define some of the things that, some of the behaviors that perfectionists often uh, exhibit, right? It can be um, like procrastination on really important projects. People will put things off to the last minute because they feel like it has to be perfect or they'll reiterate it. Email is one of those things that people get stuck in email loops where they spend like 20 minutes trying to write one email because they want to get it exactly right. Um, I work with a lot of lawyers. And so this is something that I see a lot because they are in their inboxes a lot. Um, Folks who feel like they have to do everything 
at like 110% and nothing less. So there's always this like everything has to be A plus effort. Um, folks who feel like they don't want to disappoint, they're scared of disappointing people. Everything they do is like to not disappoint folks. Um, the thing with perfectionism that's important for people to understand before like we really get into the tactics is that it's this rooted survival mechanism. So basically there's two things that the body is always trying to figure out is am I safe and do I belong? And perfectionism is a lot around that belonging piece is like, do I belong? Because back in the day, if you didn't belong, you were kicked out of the village, then you were now you're fighting for your life and you're out in the woods by yourself, right? Like that's a big problem. So that's where a lot of this, this these behaviors come from is people trying to do things in a way that they could try to create safety and try to create belonging and like not rock the boat with their their village, which often is their work folks, right? Yeah. So starting to just recognize where these behaviors are coming in and starting to orient away from what they think is going to happen, because it's a lot of this anticipating, like trying to figure out what's going to go wrong and trying to mitigate that from going wrong and like orienting towards right here, right now. So a lot of those things are just figuring out that we've got a huge system from the neck down, right? Perfectionists are very head oriented. They have very, very thinky people. Well, you've got this whole body that's actually running a lot of the show. And it's one of the things that starts to break down when it's under stress, which perfectionism creates a lot of over time. So starting to get people to recognize, okay, like starting to pay attention to the world around them, like looking around their spaces, starting to move their bodies a little bit more. People try to like always try to get, you know, fix something from their brains, but they actually don't give themselves the opportunity to like move around a space to create a solution. Um, starting to notice their breath, starting to notice uh, the relationship to gravity. Like all of these things are ways that people can start to orient away from this sort of survival that kicks in and come back to what's present and what's dealable right now. Right. I think that makes a lot of sense because there, there's a lot of power in just being aware of, of, of yourself, of your surroundings and things like the things like that to, uh, to ground you in those moments of uncertainty and that's it's from those moments so that that stress comes up and that stress causes a lot of those uh those problems that relate to the perfectionism like what you were talking about so i think that is incredibly powerful i, I love to hear that thank you for sharing <laughs> yeah yeah it's good stuff oh yeah definitely <laughs> um so as we as we kind of as we begin to wind down the podcast you're an entrepreneur, you've been doing this for some time now, and you've also guested on an amazing number of podcasts. How has that made an impact in in your business? I think one of the biggest things that podcasting does is create relationships. You know, I think that that's one of the things that when folks dive into podcasting in the beginning, they're just like they maybe they're thinking about it as a marketing tool which it is, right? It's totally marketing. Um, but I think that it's a really good way to build relationships. You start to build relationships with hosts. You start to build relationships with audiences, right? You start to just build more relationships, which is as an entrepreneur is your bread and butter, right? Relationships is your bread and butter and having people, having a good relationship with, with your peers, with your audience, right? With with your potential clients. Um, it's a super important thing. So I think podcasting has really allowed me to start building and uh enhancing those relationships. 
I think that is amazing because I, 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 I love podcasting for exactly the same reason. I think meaningful relationships are pretty much the core of any good business. And podcasting, I think, is one of the best ways to begin to create those kinds of relationships. And so I think that's amazing. Would, would you would you agree? Is your business, would you say, built on relationships? Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's built in relationships. And um, and I think that that's actually something that's really important uh, for folks to really ground into, especially in the entrepreneurial space, because I think that the um, the landscape has been changing over time. I think that you used to be able to maybe just kind of like toss, you know, toss the wide net and and be very vague about things. But being really specific with who you want to be have relationships with and like who you want to keep having relationships with and and um getting more specific and then really nurturing those relationships is like what works like people are are craving relationship right that's one of those things that have has really come out of the last you know 2 years especially um is that and i've seen this actually in the work that i do uh, people are less you know when people's general needs are taken care of Great. But one of the things that people are really uh, challenged with, especially in their professional capacity, are their relationships. So you're going to be hired based on relationship. Like that is going to be a hugely important thing for folks to understand. Yes, exactly. 100%. Um, You know, I'm a fan of actionable advice. Let's say someone listening wants to guest on more podcasts. What have you done to be able to create the amount of opportunities you have? You know, which is uh, has been a lot. Build relationships. Talk <laughs> about what you do. Have conversations with folks. Tell them that you're looking to be on more podcasts. Know who you want to get in front of. Right. Reach out if you've you know if you're listening to a podcast and you like totally dig the podcast and you're really into it and you're like, wow, I'm a great po- I'm a great fit for this podcast and like they haven't talked about this thing that I'm a you know expert on. You might want to reach out. Right and and pitch yourself, or maybe you know somebody who's been on the podcast and they can make an introduction. Um, but it really is like let's just stick with the theme of relationships. It really is building those relationships, having those conversations, and um, you know not being afraid to talk to people. Exactly, that is exactly right because it all comes down to those relationships. And if you have actual genuine relationships with people, then they are going to support you. And what you're doing as opposed to like a quote unquote relationship, but you're really just trying to sell, sell, sell. And it's, it's not really a legit situation, but if you're really, you know, kind of putting your heart first and, and putting that relationship first and making it something powerful and meaningful and genuine, then those kinds of opportunities are going to come back. So I, lo- I love to hear that you're an example of that. Yeah. Be a human, you know, like, don't be a weird, <laughs> like, don't be a transactional weirdo, like be a human, oh. be real and see how it goes. <laughs> I know. I, I hate seeing that. I see that a lot. Um, I see that a lot online. You know what I mean? Like the the uh, the, the the wrong way to do it. Uh, I know. I'm sure my listeners are sick of hearing me talking about that. I've talked about that a lot with a lot of guests. Because it's, it's just so rough when I see it because it's so like it's so fake and it's so like predatory. And I started yeah. my business back when I was like you know 16, 17. And I, I fell for a lot of that. You know what I mean? And I think that was very detrimental to myself and, and my business. But we don't know any better, right? And I think that's one of the things yeah. is like, um, 
And it's like what I do and it's what I teach. And I think it's what what entrepreneurs all need to embrace is this kind of experimental. Everything's an experiment and we don't know. You don't know what you don't know until you dive in. And a lot of us have taken some very bad advice from some people who maybe thought they were giving good advice, or maybe we've taken bad advice from people who knew they were giving bad advice. But if you haven't done it before, you don't know. So you will mess up and you'll do some things and you'll bust some relationships and it's going to happen. And like, as much as you want to just keep everything smooth as an entrepreneur, it's more of a, um, like whitewater rafting, bouncing off a rock situation than like a smooth canoe ride, I would say. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And, And it takes time to be able to kind of pick up on those kinds of things and learn what to avoid and what to do. And, uh, as long as that doesn't stop you, I think that's the most important thing. Exactly that. Exactly that. Yes. Yep. Well, Audrey, I think we could talk about all of this for hours, but I want to make sure I respect your time and the time of our listeners. So I want to thank you for being a guest on today's episode of the podcast. For people who are interested in you and in everything you're doing, where can they find out more about you? Yeah. If you go to fortitudeandflow.com slash perfectionist, you can learn all about the perfectionist archetypes, what they look like specifically, and just dig into this uh, in a juicier way. There we go. I'm going to have all that linked up in the show notes. And I encourage everyone listening to check that out in some more detail. But for now, Audrey, thank you so much again for being such an amazing guest on the podcast today. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode and for supporting the Path to Podcast Success Show. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review letting us know what you think of the show so we can bring you the most value we can from these expert podcasters. Your support helps us reach more people looking to step up their podcast game so that they can continue to grow their brand and spread their message. So again, thank you for listening to this episode of The Path to Podcast Success, and we'll see you in the next episode.